Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, TV host by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night, and a health and a life coach always. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Come hang out as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing. And hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. Brought to you by Clarence. Today we are talking about period pain, period cramps, endometriosis, and why the conversation needs to change around these topics. Chatting all about this today is Lux Perry, CEO of Sundays, a wellness brand that is focused on bringing pain relief, but also pleasure when it comes to period pain relief. I have to say this is one of my favorite episodes. I've done a really long time. So let's get into it. You and the entire team at Sundays is really, really changing the narrative around this idea that period pain is normal. You guys are saying, no, 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 period pain is not normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's a really common experience for people to like a lot of us eventually get to some stage where we have to share that we're in pain. But the problem is, is that a lot of people don't know what to do with that share. So they're like, sorry, or like sometimes you get a little bit of like a, well, that's too bad. But then they ask you to do something like at work. You're like, I'm really struggling today. And they're like, yeah, okay, but your thing is due at noon. So how is that going? And so they can't really figure out how to integrate that information that you've just given them into like the interaction or they don't know how to support you or they don't want to hear it at all or in the I think the worst case scenario is when like somebody else who has a period is like, it's not that bad. The assumption that like we all experience the same thing on our period is, is fully wrong. Um, and then sometimes also contributes to the misunderstanding around it. Yeah. Which is why, yeah. Oh, I love it. Nature is getting involved. Right Mother nature is like, I am here. I see both of you. I second that. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I think that's why conversations like this, just a conversation alone is so incredibly important. And then just the work as well that you're doing. But I mean, to get to this point, I can't wait to celebrate everything that Sundays stands for and who it's for. I mean, your journey of getting to 2021 when you launched Sundays sounds like it was a roller coaster ride of pain, of like struggle, of gaslighting since what you were like nine years old is when it all started for you. Yeah. So, well, I mean, from my the time I, before I got my first period, I was having abdominal pain. Um, and then it's obviously escalated from there, impacted every aspect of my life. I had a really, really difficult time in school. Um, I have a really difficult time working for other people. I'm a little bit shy. So it was like always not specifically about periods, but just in general. So like, I don't want to have to call into work and be like, this is what's going on for me. And so I just got really good at lying. Um, I played a lot of sports, it impacted that. I had coaches be like, it's because you're not training hard enough. If you trained hard enough, you wouldn't have a period or you wouldn't have period pain, which is also wrong. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like 
from every single direction, you know, doctors, teachers, coaches, friends. Uh, luckily, the only person that that never came from was my mom, who also has endometriosis. And so which is such a difficult thing to say, but like, thank God, because she was able to really like acknowledge early on what was going on for me, put a name to it, said that it's, you know, like validated all of my feelings. And then I watched her go through surgeries for endometriosis. And then it took me 15 years to convince a doctor that I had endometriosis. Um, They just told me over and over again, period pain is normal everybody experiences this and I was like there's no way that everybody experiences this or we would not be functioning like there's just there's no way like I can't drive I can't talk I can't move I can't work I can't walk I can't do anything when I'm on my period there's just it's not possible that half of the population is going through this and still going about their day and so it took me 15 years to finally convince somebody to do like a laparoscopy which is They do an investigative surgery to diagnose endometriosis, which is one of the barriers to a diagnosis is because they don't want to perform that surgery on you. Uh, And so they kind of like hand you off, mostly because they don't know what they're doing. A lot of doctors Mm. are not qualified to do that surgery. Um, And two, because they think it's, well, it does, it lowers your egg reserves. And so there's a risk every time they perform a surgery. So they just want to avoid, avoid. And in doing that, they just kept layering medications for me. And so that led to a point in my life where I was on more medications than I could count. I was on medications to combat the side effects of other medications. And then like that was layered. And then it was like, now I don't even know what my real problem is. (laughs) You know, what's actually happening in my body. And then finally, I found a doctor who was willing to give me my first laparoscopy. And that was uh, the sp- right when we launched some days, it was actually March of 2021. And I think we launched some days, the rebrand April, 2021. So right after, like I was pitching for dragon's den that year at the same time, like I had just finished surgery. I still had band-aids on my abdomen, which is the same for so many of us, you know, like we're going through such incredible amounts of pain and we still have things to do places to be things we want to accomplish. And that's what really breaks my heart and what really led me to some days is just how much are people missing out on and how much potential like potential is being stifled by people's period pain something that is like we should have a manage on like a grasp on by now a hundred percent because i mean friends if you're listening to this and and you don't have you don't experience periods but you know someone who does or you do and maybe you can't um empathize fully knowing what level of pain Lux is talking about we all know what it's like to be in pain whether it was a a fractured bone or a migraine or whatever you associate to really bad pain we all know what that feels like and when you're in the most extreme pain you've ever experienced just imagine trying to show up and go to work Imagine, you know, if you're a parent, like your mom, for example, trying to be a parent while being in that much pain or having life responsibilities that we all have. And yet the entire world is just telling you, well, like, it's your period. So just like, suck it up. Or like for 15 years, people not really listening to you and providing proper treatment. And that's why I think pain is something, unfortunately, that we all know what that feels like. And I feel like if everyone as a collective recognized that being in extreme pain and somehow still having to show up and do all this stuff, it's a little bit hard and it causes so much stress on your body and you end up missing out on life and your quality of life really, really diminishes. So I think that's why like we, I hope that the narrative changes for people 
who are undiagnosed with endo or who have endo like you. I mean, how do you feel now that you've had finally after 15 years, the validation of someone being like, I see you, I hear you, let's check it out. And now actually finally having that diagnosis. Yeah, I think that it was a really interesting process, which I've shared a lot on our Instagram about is that something that happens when they decide finally to give you surgery is that you've been essentially dismissed and invalidated your entire life. And so I was like, what if I am making it all up? You know, like what if they go in there and they find nothing? Cause you have no idea. Yeah. There's new research, there's new things in some places, not much in Canada where they can diagnose you without surgery. Now it's very new. Um, but really they have no idea of knowing what they're going to find. And so I was like, what if there is nothing? Um, and a lot of people share that sentiment and it's really easy to embody, you know, when, what people tell you over and over and over again for 15 mm -hmm. years that you're crazy, which you're not. Um, and then I had the surgery and I woke up and I said, you know, what happened? That was my first thought. What happened? What did you find? Uh, and they weren't going to tell me, which was really odd, really strange experience. They're like, Oh, you'll find out in six months. And I was like, no, no, I need six to know. Months. Yeah. I know, which is the state of the Canadian healthcare system. But I was like, no, no, I need to know now. Uh, and so they finally found somebody who could tell me what happened in my surgery. And they were like, no, we found endo in all these places. And I just cried. It was like such a release of like, wow, I wasn't making it up. I'm not crazy. Um, my pain is real. I have a very serious condition. Like something that I think really sums up the problem about period pain and what some days is trying to do specifically because people are like well why do you start a period pain relief company if it's about endometriosis and for me the because they're not the same thing mm -hmm. and for me the point is is that endometriosis is one of the 20 most painful diseases in the world and it's regularly mistaken for period pain so what does that say about the way that we view or like hear women's pain or people with periods pain and their experience if we are able to misdiagnose that for 15 years as period pain when it's one of the most painful diseases in the world. It doesn't make any sense. Like your period should not be debilitating. It should not prevent you from going about your life. It should be a minor inconvenience. And so the mission of some days is really to educate people that period pain is not normal. If it's pain, it's something else is going on and you deserve treatment. Period pain, like or period cramps, sorry, not period pain, period cramps, is treatable. That's something we can work with. If you're just having period cramps, they're uncomfortable, they're miserable, nobody wants them, but that's something we can do something about. And so that's really where some days like fits in is that we're trying to separate those group of people that these things are not the same. This is what is actually happening. And you deserve help no matter what is going on with you. Yeah, well, let's do a little education. Now, we said the term endometriosis quite a few times. And I do think it's so important that we share proper information because you're right period cramps and endometriosis are two very different things but they often get lumped in the same conversation even just the way we're having it now so can you share with us what endometriosis is and then you know we we i think we all can relate to what period cramps are yeah so endometriosis is when tissue similar but not exactly uh, to the lining of the uterus is found in other parts of the body. So it's actually been found on every major organ in the body. Some people get it on their lungs. I just lost my appendix to it. A lot of people get it on their bladder. Um, 
it's been found on the brain and it's also been found in cisgender men so it's really not there's like all these myths about what causes endo that are absolutely wild and out there we don't know exactly what causes endo there's new research coming out all the time and we're getting closer and closer but right now we don't know um and so yeah it's basically a disease that is incurable can spread throughout your body and the problem and what causes a lot of pain it's it's multifaceted but essentially is that you get these lesions that attach organs to each other or different parts of the body to each other like super glue and so you don't have movement you move it tears and then these lesions grow you get cysts so you can get like an endometrioma which is what i had i just had surgery two weeks ago um for so i had a cyst removed that was the size of a softball um that was wow. endometriosis on your ovary so your ovary is only like <laughs> so you know the size of like i don't know a quarter and you have a softball sized cyst on it and most people don't even want to remove those i mean and that also contributes to the entire narrative but yeah yeah so it's a it can be a complete whole body disease um that is progressive and requires surgery to maintain at the moment and for anyone because whether I think sometimes, unfortunately, the medical system and yes, in Canada, we're very lucky, but there's there's a lot of ways it could be a much, much better um, listening to people, I think is number one, you know, whether you feel like you have endo and no one's taking you seriously or you have some other ailment that's causing you concern and people are not taking you seriously. I mean, you went through it for 15 years. What kind of kept you going and kept you taking up space and using your voice and continuing to try to seek answers when it got tough? Because I imagine those were, you know, very, very long, challenging length of time. And yet you persisted, you pushed through and now finally you're on the other side, but it took a long time. Yeah, I think that it's important to recognize that I didn't have a choice. <laughs> essentially yeah. in my eyes I mean everybody processes things differently um I was at a point in multiple times in my life where I was very certain that there was no way I could continue living in the amount of pain that I was in so it was either we find a solution and I speak really loudly until somebody hears me or I'm not sure what else, yeah. what the alternative is but for me there it didn't seem like there was one and so that really pushed me obviously and also having one person having my mom who like could validate what i was going through and really push me and she's she's a, always been a very fierce advocate uh for me like when i was in school and teachers were like you know uh trying to put me on attendance contracts trying to expel me because i had missed so much school she was like right there in their faces being like you can fuck off basically <laughs> over and over and over. So having somebody behind you that, you know, believes you like even just that one person made such a difference. And she's been like such an incredible support through, Oh, it makes me really emotional talking about, uh, <laughs> such an incredible support through like building some days. I mean, she's at the warehouse right now making cream. So <laughs> yes, mom, your mom sounds like the ultimate badass. And I'm so, I'm sorry that she also struggles with it, but I'm so glad you had someone in your corner, like being your, you know, advocate when people yep. didn't take you seriously. And I think that's such a powerful reminder. Like, lean on your support system make sure that you surround yourself with people that see you value you no matter what you're going through in life even if it's one person it can make such a difference to like your overall well-being but i imagine especially for your mental health knowing that you are seen and valued as you are 
Absolutely. I mean, I think that that's also really what we're trying to do with some days is that sometimes you don't have that person. Uh, and talking about period pain is really new. It's not something that a lot of people are comfortable with. And like I said, when you have a period and you don't experience pain, it's difficult to understand that somebody is, you think they're having the same experience as you. So a lot of people are left really alone. And that's where Sundays comes in and fills the gap that we're here, we hear you, we're validating you, your pain is real. There are other people, like we have a community of half a million people. And even just seeing that that community is so big and growing is validation in and of itself. It's like, oh, there are half a million people here who recognize that period pain is a serious issue. And I think that that's what's really special about what we're doing. I mean, how does it feel saying that out loud? Like, take a step back for a second and be like, there's a community of half a million people that, like, now feel seen and feel heard as a result of what you and your team have built. Like, it's fucking cool. Yeah, it is very cool and very, very surreal. Uh, Some Days has grown so fast, and we joke about it all the time, that because it's so fast, we don't have time to, like, step back and look around. Like we switched warehouses three times last year. So last year, this time we were in a warehouse or like a a studio that was 700 square feet. And now we're in a warehouse that's 8,000 square feet a year later. And so we were like my co-founder Cass and I were there one night and we were, you know, just talking, working late. And then we were like, whoa, like if you look around, like there is so much stuff here. We have so much staff. There are so many people that believe in what we're doing. Like it just feels so surreal to look around and see this vision that you had materialized into this thing and then we get messages from people and we we read them we read all of them sometimes we don't have time to reply but we read them and they bring tears to our eyes like it's just so moving and really difficult to articulate um what it what it feels like because it it doesn't quite feel real yet (laughs) It's time for Chloe's Clarence pick of the week. All right, so we are recapping some of my favorite Clarence products from the year. And today is all about Clarence Instant Smooth Perfecting Touch. This is honestly the perfect combination of makeup and skincare. What I love about it is it visibly smooths away the appearance of pores and small imperfections, which we all have, like lines and wrinkles it immediately does it. It's like this filter for your face through a product. It's lightweight texture and universal shade melts into the skin for an even luminous and natural finish. And the best part, it's fragrance free. I feel like a lot of my skincare, even makeup sometimes have scents in them. So it's kind of nice that this one is fragrance free. Wear it alone, wear it with makeup, make sure you add instant smooth to your cart. All right, let's get back to the chat. I just, I'm just hearing you talk and all I can picture is your mom in a warehouse making cream. So like you've, you, you're scaling so quickly, but like still staying true to like your roots and the people that have been there for you, which is, which is rad. Yeah. My whole family flew out this week to help us with Christmas. And so it's very much a family affair. My co-founder is my like lifelong best friend since grade nine. My brother is our photographer. My dad is labeling jars. My mom is making cream. (laughs) We have other people there that are not family, but the whole family is very invested. (laughs) Uh, And it's, which is also just like another layer. Like there's so many layers to what we're doing, but being able to like work with my family and have them support did you ever think you'd like run a business be an entrepreneur like um, the kid the kid that everyone wanted to expel is now running a massive company with making massive impact 
Yeah, sometimes I think about going back to that school and giving a speech. Um, yes, I did think that I would be an entrepreneur. It's very, uh, anybody that knows me, it's right up my alley. Nice. Um, but one of the main things, which I wrote a blog about this on our website, one of the main things is that I think that chronic pain forced me to be an entrepreneur and also helped me be an entrepreneur, which I think is an interesting intersection that a lot of people with chronic illnesses have to find a way to make money without working for other people because other right. people don't understand how like fluctuating your abilities or availability or health is. And so you have to be really creative um, about income. And I think also chronic pain, especially when it's like in a category that's so dismissed, uh, also forces you to be creative. And so you have to come up with ways to manage the pain. You have to come up with new ways to cope. You have to come up with new ways to talk about it, communicate it so people can hear you. So it really like, for me, not that everybody who has chronic pain has to achieve something with that chronic pain. I don't want anybody to think that. If you lay in bed forever, I am so happy for you and proud of you, whatever it takes to take care of your body. Um, for me, it manifested in entrepreneurship and some days and so I'm just so fortunate to have all those things you know come together and meet and I think that that's why I believe so deeply in the work that we're doing because it's really easy for me to wake up every day and talk about it because it's deeply personal I care about every single person that orders from us I care about every single person that reaches out and tells us their story and then here's my story like I have so many people that have helped me like I don't know everything I'm the same as everybody else who has been struggling with this pain and or these problems and I think that it's so special for me like last year I had a cyst rupture and I was in the ER and I posted about it on Instagram and so much like help like things of being like what do I do about this and so it's such a incredible network of people sharing their resources um, that have for a long time not really been out in the open, it's difficult to find information about these things. Because if you look up, you know, what is period pain, you get some sort of like stupid list that's like, yeah. oh, it could be caused by these five things. And here's how you fix it. And it, it really like simplifies this very complex process, uh, which I think says a lot about how we view women's health in general. Um, but yeah, so it's just... It's all very special. I feel like I feel like there's a TED talk in the making with that with that subject, and I look forward to hearing it when you, when you deliver. <laughs> what I thought was really interesting with your story too was how you were working at a sports recovery company, and mm -hmm. it seems like that was one of the many factors that played into the creation of some days. And I'm wondering if you can just tell us a little bit about what that was like and how how that was one of the many steps that led to this company that's just kind of exploding right now. Yeah, I think it's the, I mean, my journey is so funny because right before I worked in muscle recovery, I was working as a cabinet sprayer. So I'm actually a technical wood finisher by trade, which is just so left field of what I'm doing now. Um, and so I was like, oh, I need to get back in business. I want to do something more creative. And then this opportunity just landed in my lap um, of these people that were launching a startup for a muscle recovery. So they were a bunch of athletes. Um, and I had, I had built a business before in furniture design and manufacturing. And so they reached out to me to talk about uh, brand building and brand development. And so I met with them, did some interviews. They onboarded me. Uh, they were pre-launch, so they weren't public yet. And 
I helped them through the beginning and it was a bunch of men. I was the only non-binary woman on the team. And <laughs> uh, so I automatically like saw like, oh, this stuff is all really marketed towards men. That's fine. Uh, and then I get the product and we're doing product testing and I test it on my abdomen and I'm like, hmm. And then while I'm like learning about their business, because in order to build a brand or build a business, you need to like deeply understand how things work and what's happening. And so I ended up a little deeper in the research. I love health stuff. I've always been a like health obsessed um, and how the body works. And then I started to like see all these crazy connections. I was like, oh, all of the ingredients in these things could be also used for this. And then I was like cramping muscle and I had this like crazy aha moment which maybe sounds wild to other people, but like we say period cramps so regularly that it becomes this like, I don't know, this like singular word, but mm -hmm. we're actually cramps. Like it's, it's a muscle cramp. And when I had the moment of being like period cramps are muscle cramps, it was like, oh my God, we could use all of this. Like there's some billions of dollars poured into sports medicine every year. Nobody cares about period pain. What if we just take all of that research that already exists and we provide people the options and make the connection for them? And so I pitched it to them, told them about it. They were like, meh, uh, not our cup of tea, fair. You know, how are they going to speak to periods? And then I, I stayed on there for another six months, eight months. I was still working there when I launched some days. And then um, obviously some days took off. And so we parted ways. But yeah, a very unusual segue into my calling. <laughs> Man, honestly, sometimes things work out, like whether you believe in the universe or whatever, like sometimes life just has a way of putting you right place, right time. And if you're lucky enough to like open your eyes and see it and take it in, you just never know what aha moment might happen. So who would have thought a bunch of dudes, non-binary <laughs> gal, just learning about muscle recovery and then some days was born. Um, I got to say from a branding aesthetic, like view, some days is so so aesthetically delicious like it's oh, i don't know you can feel like the energy and the warmth and like the welcoming atmosphere as soon as you enter any part of somebody's world whether it's the quiz or the site or the instagram it really really is like i don't know for me the best way i can describe it is like a warm cup of tea like it's just like come here come on in take your time we got a couple things for you um oh, and so I mean you know because <laughs> I'm sure you put like this a lot of decisions and then of course like the product has to speak for itself um obviously by now guys you probably can can predict that some days is not like traditional painkillers and yet but yet your products really are about providing pain relief but also making sure that pleasure is a part of that and I freaking love that because I'm obsessed with neuroscience and habit formation and so as soon as I saw that pleasure was a key pillar of what some days is all about I was like Oh, I'm even more invested now because that's that's just that like speaks to the nerd in me so so strongly. Yeah, I mean, there's so much new research about pain, um, and so much of like that research points to the fact that pain relief is multifaceted and complex. Um, and so we really try to integrate that. And the the branding, which you're speaking about, is. But feeds into that. So the branding is neutral, approachable, relaxing, you know, like 
I don't like neon colors are not something that I want when I'm <laughs> in pain. Like I don't want this like abrupt loud thing. I want like soft. I want to relax. I want to take care of myself. I want it to be quiet. And, and that's why we really went in the direction we did with branding and gender neutrality. Um, and then the products are, we wanted pain relief to be approachable in the way that like skincare is. And so instead of being this like medicinal, miserable thing that you just like do begrudgingly because you're in pain, it's this experience. And like you said, there's so much neuroscience to support that that helps. Uh, and to prove that if you incorporate pleasure and you incorporate incorporate joy into your pain relief routine, it's actually more effective. Yeah, because the thing is, is like pain is something that as humans, when we can, we avoid it. Like our brains are like wired to try to avoid situations where there will be discomfort and pain. But if you're someone who experiences it, whether you like it or not, then your brain's already like primed to be like, this is not good. We don't like this. We're on high alert. We're now very, very stressed. And then you try to like feel better with whether it's topical or you're taking medications or whatever is in your toolkit, your brain's already in like a defense mode. So when you bring in pleasure, it's just like, it's, it's allowing your brain to form new neural pathways. It's allowing for like little moments of dopamine while you're still in pain. And hopefully you can get on the other side. Like it's the brain is so beautiful. Like the body unfortunately sucks sometimes because we're in pain but like it's also really capable and smart and it can be plastic like we are capable of changing things we just have to change our environment i mean for you how much fun was it to make sure that the products were effective but that they were enjoyable and what are some of those like enjoyable elements people will see in your products Mm. so for example like uh the heat pad so the heat pad obviously everybody thinks of a heat pad it's either a hot water bottle or an electric heat pad those are like the first two obvious ones uh a hot water bottle smells like rubber (laughs) is dangerous and kind of like doesn't really conform to your body you're always trying to like maneuver it around and then the electric heat pad has no weight you just plug it in and it's hot so the heat pad that we designed is shaped to fit over your pelvis weighted but then we were like how can we make this an experience how do we make it even better and so we filled it with flaxseed and chamomile and so it smells amazing so you get this like and chamomile is calming so the the aroma of chamomile actually helps you in general and so when you take that heat pad out of the microwave you get this huge whiff of like the most beautiful smell and so by incorporating like different senses and then it's weighted it's soft there's a personalized message on it and so even that is like an affirmation to yourself people write so many funny cute sweet all these different types of affirmations and so it's really about like pulling from all these different spaces in your brain Uh, and to engage it and make it this experience that you're looking forward to. Um, And to speak about the neural pathways, I have this analogy that I just love that I read online somewhere um, about how that works. And it's about, somebody explained it like a field. So you see a field and everybody cuts across the field and they wear down the grass. And so that field is your brain. And they wear down the grass and then everybody eventually starts walking the same path through the field. And so your brain is like that. So if you, every time you get cramps and you have to use something that you hate, you know, like if you hate taking pills or you hate the smell of your rubber hot water bottle or whatever it is you're using, um, your brain starts to associate all these things with all these things with pain. And so no matter what level of pain you're actually experiencing that month, it, it, 
your brain follows the same pathway and sends the same kind of pain. And so what some days does is it puts all of these modalities off that pathway. So what we're doing in this field is we're hiding all of these little nuggets of treasure so that you have to exit that pathway. You have to create a new one because it's fun. It's like a new experience. There's aroma, there's texture, there's feel, there's messaging. There's all these other components to help your brain wake up and change that experience physically, like the actual neural pathways. And then your next period, you experience less pain. So we're really trying to eliminate period pain. We're not just trying to band-aid it. Which is so cool. Okay. I want to give you an opportunity to talk about like your current favorite product. I'm sure it rotates. I don't even know if I can ask your favorite one because they might be like your kiddos, but go. Uh, well, cramp cream. I mean, I love them all and some of them are more fun than others, but cramp cream is just something that I take all the time. Uh, everywhere I go, it's just easy. You put it on, it works instantly. It smells amazing. It's like this buttery texture. Um, and then it leaves a little tingly feeling. So for me, it's like the most approachable, easy one and also doubles for so many other things. So if you have chronic pain, like I've like rubbed that stuff on my face, my temples, my neck, my back, my shoulders, my whole body is like lathered in cramp cream. And so I think that it's also our first product and I think it'll always like hold a little yeah. spot in my heart. It's cool is that it smells good, it feels good, but it also works. Like pretty branding aside, people are gonna be handing over their hard earned money they need a product that works and your community doesn't lie. The, the reviews don't lie. Um, it's so exciting for me to see the evolution that's happening in this space. I can't wait to support you and your mom and dad at the warehouse and your brother who's shooting pictures and your bestie. Um, Cause I think this is such incredible, important work, but for you, you know, if you had a crystal ball and you could look a little bit into the future, I mean, what's your hope? for people who are suffering from period pain and also just the conversation surrounding period pain? I think that my big dream is that period pain is integrated into our everyday lives. And so, or that period care rather. And so when you're in school, there's an understanding. Everyone there understands that half the people are going to menstruate for one week every month and that there are support systems in place. Same at the workplace, same in the uh, doctor's office. Like I want to see, um, which we are working on, you know, all of these systems in place to support us instead of having to fight against the current all the time. Um, and so that we can be validated in every aspect of our life instead of just at some days <laughs> right now. Um, and then, wait, you asked me a second question for my crystal ball. Oh, that was good. What we wanted, like, for people who are suffering and then of course the conversation surrounding it but i feel like you answered it it was it was an all-in-one answer yeah i really want people to feel comfortable talking about it i mean the period pain simulator is really our like way in uh to being able to open up that conversation yeah man um lux perry you're one of a kind thank you so much i know you are Actually, I don't know. I can only imagine how busy you are with everything that you've got going on leading up to the holidays. So thank you for carving out time for this. Thank you for sharing your story. And uh, Healthy as Hot community, we'll make sure to put all the info down below. So go and support Sundays and Lux. Thank you so much. That was so lovely. I'm just so happy to talk about period pain. <laughs> Hopefully one day we don't have to anymore, but then I also don't want you to be out of business. So let's keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 who else is feeling fired up and inspired after that chat? 
Yeah, same here. I can't believe I'm saying this, but just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast in the books. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. And look, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a cute little comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week. Brought to you by Clarence.